It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah! What it do, baby? Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 739 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, July the 9th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. You can also check out my other podcast, uh, Basketball, with myself and Katie Heindel. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We have a new episode coming out on Thursday. It's going to be a race between that, that podcast and this very podcast for what comes out first. But uh, much like yesterday, when I was on Carlin Gay's podcast for uh, NBA or Raptors Pod Table for NBA.com, as well as Corbin Smith's Quarantine Cast, in addition to a Locked On Raptors, there's a good chance you'll see my name pop up in your feed if for some reason you subscribe to all the podcasts that I'm involved in uh, many, many times today. So uh, thank you so much for supporting those podcasts and all the podcasts. They keep having me talk into microphones for stuff. So, I mean, thanks for liking it, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar money can buy. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you're going to get 10 bucks off your first order of Built Bars. They are yummy. All right, on today's show, we continue our trip around the Eastern Conference as we try to preview all of the teams the Raptors will be squaring off against in the East in the Disney bubble, a bubble that the Toronto Raptors will be arriving at uh, today. I think they're on the bus right now as we speak, headed from Naples, Florida, to the bubble to get quarantined up in their hotel rooms uh, as they prepare for cafeteria-ass food that, uh, you know, to NBA players seems unappetizing, but to me it seems like a lunch I eat routinely. Uh, <laughs> and so it doesn't look that bad to me. There's vegetables in there. That's more than I have sometimes or most days but uh either way Raptors are headed to the bubble and three teams that are headed to the bubble as well are uh really not frankly worthy of their own episodes previewing them they're kind of the triumvirate of sadness and sorrow going into this bubble here one team a little bit less so than the others but I didn't feel like we needed to spend an entire episode on the Orlando Magic since that's a likely first round opponent that we're going to talk about a lot down the line I'm sure uh a couple less likely teams to get that seven seed are the Brooklyn Nets and the Washington Wizards, along with the Magic and that 7-9 through nine race for the play-in games and the, the bubble of the playoffs. And uh, joining me to talk about those three teams as we head into the bubble, and uh, in particular, one of those teams, which has uh, had some breaking news around it over the last day, some very cool breaking news, it is our pal, Vivek Jacob. What's up, Big V? Nothing much, man. Playing tennis, watching cricket, watching EPL. Life is pretty much uh, back to normal for me since I don't really hang out with people. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs other people, right? Uh, it's it's weird. Like with quarantine, yeah, I, I typically spend most of my time with my fiance anyway. So we're just like hanging out a lot of the time outside of quarantine. But like even if things are normal, we don't see that many people. Like 
we don't care to see that many people. We don't live near a lot of people uh, in <laughs> Hamilton. And uh, frankly, I found that I've talked to my friends more during quarantine than I did before anyway with like online trivia and stuff like that that we do every week. And it's lovely. Um, and it's nice to have that in there. But yeah, it, the regular day to day is not a whole all that much different, uh, which I'm very thankful for. And uh, that's why you won't hear me complaining about anything really, except for how uh, the NBA bubble is a bad idea, blah, 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 blah. All the caveats before we get into the basketball talk off the top of every podcast I must stay. This is a bad idea. I don't think they should do it. And I don't know if it's actually going to finish. Either way, we're going to get into the podcast here. Uh, Vivek, let's start with the Brooklyn Nets as we preview all these teams uh, that are in that seven through nine range in the Eastern Conference. The Nets, of course, currently sit in the seventh seed, would be the first round matchup of the Raptors were the playoffs to start right away. That is, of course, not the case. We get eight games of lead up and playing in those eight games for the Nets will be two legends of the craft, Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley, super cool bees, both signing on yesterday with the Nets. Uh, two of the four injury slash COVID replacement spots that the Nets need to fill before they uh, start up playing by the, uh, the end of the month. Uh, first of all, what was your reaction when Jamal Crawford and Super Cool Bees got signed by the Nets? Because I found myself uh, uncomfortably enjoying and liking the Nets for the first time in my life, and it was quite strange. Yeah, it was exciting to hear the news. I mean, if they're going to lose, they might as well be fun while doing it. Mm-hmm. My only sense of disappointment was that J.R. Smith already signed with the Lakers. <laughs> I think Jamal Crawford, J.R. Smith, and Michael Beasley on a team together. I mean, wow. If there was any way that the Nets could make a trade right now for J.R. and JaVale McGee, <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. Is JaVale currently employed? Is, isn't he? I don't think he's playing for a team right now. He's not on the Warriors anymore, is he? he's with the Lakers oh oh that's right Uh, oh yeah he's been like one of their oddly weirdly good bizarro centers that's true yeah yeah yeah. Uh, (laughs) I forget where everybody is this is why we're doing the refreshing (laughs) thing because I have no clue what all these teams were doing four months ago when last we saw basketball um but yeah there's a couple extra spots there for them to fill I hope they get weird with it I didn't realize until earlier today that it has to be guys who have been either on a G League or NBA contract either this season or the season prior. So that kind of rules out all the fun weirdos from like that bizarro 2013-14 Nets team with like Marcus Thornton and uh, like, I don't know, they had some other weird dudes on that team too. Joe Johnson, all that crew. I I mean, I guess Joe Johnson would be technically available if they wanted to sign him. But um, yeah, very, uh, very strange team, very fun team. The fact that they bring in Crawford and Beasley, like I'm sure there are some like, analytics people who are like this is bad for efficiency and they're not going to win games let me tell you as you said they weren't going to win games anyway so why not Mm -hmm. be fun as hell and uh allow jamal crawford who people might forget scored 51 points the last time he was on an nba floor just because he felt like it uh i'm so glad he's back in the league he's also it seems to me he seems like one of those guys who people around the league just like absolutely adore and like respect so much just because he's a walking bucket and he makes scoring so easy. Uh, do you find that as well? Like the, the response seemed to be pretty overwhelmingly in favor of Jamal Crawford being back in the league. Yeah. And he's kind of a media darling too. He's always been a great quote and always takes the time to provide good answers. I mean, I specifically remember one time when he was in the league and a couple of guys got him, and I still wanted to ask him something, and he still took the time. This is a vet that's been in the league forever. He could have just been like, no, I got to go catch the bus or whatever it is, which mm-hmm. plenty of other players have done. But he took the time to give me answers and, you know, whatever from other media members as well. Like, he's great in that sense. And 
uh, yeah, I think the players get along great with him. Um, they speak highly of him as a teammate. And I think that's part of why we saw people sort of clamoring to get him back in the league before all, uh, you know, the last few months. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be fun to watch him play uh, and just, you know, uh, go crazy with the crossovers and uh, his moves. Again, you said they're not, the Nets aren't going to win anything. Might mm-hmm. as well be fun. Um, him and Beasley together. That's going to be awesome. We'll see whose knees uh, Beasley finds to rub this time around. <laughs> and besides that, yeah, man, just go ahead and have some fun with it. And yeah, again, I think if anything, you, you know, you talk about get, getting some playoff experience and something for the Nets to carry over into next year. I mean, they were in the playoffs the year before as well, but I think someone like Jamal Crawford, who's been on some good playoff teams, uh, I think he, he'd have something, something to share with that team as well. And especially, you know, with a new coach, I don't think it hurts uh, to have a vet like him around. Yeah, a couple things on the Nets. Like, we're not taking them super seriously as a playoff team, I, I, I gather, <laughs> as we discuss them. Um, no. This does not feel, you know, even if they, like, somehow manage to hang on to the seven seed, which uh, they play two games against the Magic, and I suppose they could win both of those and flip that race and kind of be in the driver's seat. Um, I mean, like Alex said, all due respect, they will take game one, Jamal Crawford and Beasley oh, definitely. probably combined yes. for, like, 100 <laughs> points. One thousand percent. That is definitely happening. Um, but yeah, they're not. They're not winning more than the single one game one against the Raptors in a, in a playoff series. Not worried about yeah. that. Uh, Karis Levert is going to see probably ten thousand doubles a game. Uh, I, I will say one really nice thing of Beasley getting signed. Although apparently he's got a five game suspension to serve for violating the league's drug policy. Which hell yeah, super cool. Bees is super cool for a reason. Um, he. Uh, he will hopefully take minutes away from noted domestic abuser Rodion's Kuruks, who uh, apparently is in line for a lot of minutes on this depleted roster. That makes me happy as well. Um, yeah, screw Kuruks, and the Nets are, I guess, sort of cool now, minus the fact that they employ that guy still. Uh, and I think we could probably move on from the Nets. There's not really a whole lot here. Like, roster-wise, scheme-wise, we don't know what they're going to look like because they're a brand-new team, basically with like Tyler Johnson now on the roster and uh, former Raptors 905 legend Justin Anderson. It's, uh, it's a weird crew with Prince Chandler, uh, Dinwiddie, and DeAndre Jordan all uh, opting out for uh, reasons of COVID. And then you got Kyrie and Katie as well not involved. Very weird team. Not much of a serious team, but at least they'll be a cool team and we can move on from them. Uh, before we get to the Washington Wizards, which uh, we'll get them out of the way next and talk about the actual real team here in the final segment, but the Washington Wizards are up next in just one second. I first want to tell everybody about rockauto.com. I am so bad with cars. I don't know where things go. I need to watch YouTube videos 10,000 times and still usually get things wrong when I'm trying to fix things at home on my own. But rockauto.com makes it super easy for a dummy like me. It is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need, engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpets, whatever it is, 
whether it's your classic car, your daily driver, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You just plug in the part that you need for the car, the make, model, year, all that stuff, and it leads you directly to those parts where you can choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com is always reliably low for prices, and the same goes for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. You're not going to pay more or less if you're one or the other, and why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? That's what the mechanic or the auto body shop is going to charge you if you just go in the store and say, hey, give me that part. If you say to rockauto.com, hey, give me that part, they're going to give it to you for much less money. You go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you as well. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you're ever going to need at rockauto.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Big V, the ninth-seeded Washington Wizards who uh, will not have Bradley Beal. John Wall is still hurt, obviously. They will not have uh, Davis Bertans. That's basically, on a good day, their three best players. <laughs> this is a, a bereft roster. Do you have any interest in watching this Wizards team? Is there a player on the Wizards who stands out to you as someone who's compelling? Um, you know, I, I know they got in just a smidge over the Charlotte Hornets uh, because of the standings. I feel like they should have just given the Hornets their spot once we realized that they were going to have all these guys out because they're not a very compelling team. Uh, what, if anything, interests you about the Washington Wizards as they get ready to join the bubble in a uh, very reduced capacity? Um, I, I like Rui Hachimura. Mm -hmm. I, I also like Troy Brown Jr. I thought he was coming on in the second half of the season. So uh, I'll be curious to see where, where they're at with their development. I know Hachimura had some injury problems uh, before the shutdown. But I don't, I don't know if they're going to be super safe with him. Uh, Thomas Bryant had some injury issues before the shutdown as well. So I don't know how careful they'll be with him. Uh, I don't know how many players they have in reserve to be careful with these guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, on an individual basis, I'd be curious to watch specifically Troy Brown Jr. and Rui Hachimura. But beyond that, um, not a whole lot. So, yeah, again, you know, we know why the Wizards and Suns are there. It's a money grab. Mm -hmm. uh, so they all grab their money and leave. They, uh, to just update what they've done, they did sign Jerry and Grant uh, to a contract, you know, for whatever that's worth. Obviously, not a startlingly good career for Jerry and Grant. Uh, Shabazz Napier is on this team, which I just learned right now. <laughs> they've got uh, <laughs> Jerome Robinson as well from the trade they made with the Wizards. I can't remember what trade it was, but they made a trade. 
uh, to, or with the Clippers, sorry, it was. I think it was part of the Marcus Morris deal, or if I'm not mistaken. But uh, they've got him. And they also got Ish Smith, who, if there's potential for fun among any of these guys outside of like Hachimura, Thomas Bryant, Troy Brown, Ish Smith, like while not being a good player, can be a very fun player and is extremely yeah, fast and like can certainly get cooking. And I wouldn't be surprised if like he won the Wizards a game or two just because you know he gets hot. I know Raptors fans are well aware that Ish Smith can get hot once in a while inexplicably. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he was a big part of, I think, prolonging the uh, Dwayne Casey curse last season, if I'm not mistaken. He had some pretty nice games uh, when the Raptors were snake-bitten against Detroit in their championship season. Um, but yeah, the Wizards... So here's the thing. They don't stand a great chance of making it past the first eight games uh, because of the play-in thing, but they are only right now uh, five and a half games back of the Magic. You have to get within four to trigger the play-in game where they need to beat the eight seed twice. And if the eight seed ends up being the Nets, Wizards-Nets becomes, I don't want to say like, fun or good but it becomes interesting i guess you know the winner gets waxed by the bucks in the first round obviously but it'd be like sort of like weird low stakes fun to watch the nets and wizards these shadow like g league ass rosters go at one another um do you envision the wizards making any sort of noise here their schedule uh let me pull it up for us here they take on the suns the nets the pacers the sixers the pelicans the thunder the Bucks and the Celtics. So not an easy road necessarily, although we don't know what the Bucks and Celtics uh, are going to look like at, at that end part of the schedule there. They might be locked into their seating. They might be resting. Um, it's really going to come down, I think, to the games against the Suns and the, the Nets for them to like get any sort of wins that they can pick up and hope that the difficult schedule for the Magic and the Nets will help sort of knock them down lower and closer to striking distance, I guess, for the Wizards to get within that four games. Um, what, what are you rooting for with the Wizards? Do you want to see them just, like, dispatched uh, unceremoniously in eight games and not get close? Do you want to see that play-in game with them? Uh, that would be, you know, if they win, you have to watch it twice, which uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you rooting for with, uh, with Washington here? Yeah, I'm good with them just playing the eight and getting out the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they're going to present any real excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I noted Tory Brown and Rui Hachimura, they're not like, you know, they're not players that are, you know, you'd classify in the league pass category, right? You're not just flipping on a game uh, to see them throw down some crazy highlights or whatever it is. Uh, or just you know make some fancy pass, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm fine with them getting out the way. They they are in sort of that weird position where you know you could get into an awkward conversation about oh they missed out because they played a game less. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because the Magic are at 65 games, they're at 64, and that's why they're five and a half back. And so yeah, if they end up being four and a half back, that's kind of an interesting conversation then. Uh, but I don't think it's going to necessarily come to it. I just don't think they have the talent without, as you mentioned earlier, Bertans, Bradley Beal, John Wall. Uh, that's just, in the, in the NBA, that's just too much talent to be off the board. Mm-hmm. The more I think about it, I'm very much here for Jamal Crawford punking Eric Bledsoe in a game. <laughs> Hell yeah. So maybe let's get that going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that just like showing Eric Bledsoe how not to be a pumpkin in the playoffs, basically. <laughs> yeah. Just just showing him the ropes as a thirty-nine year old 
wizard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or net working as a wizard, not to be confusing there. Sorry. Watching uh, Michael Beasley <laughs> try to defend Giannis, but also be incredibly hilarious. I just with this whole thing, Wizards, Nets, even the Magic. I'm just rooting for maximum chaos, even if it's a low stakes chaos that doesn't mean anything after August fifteenth. Like, give me a play-in game between the Nets and Wizards. Or give me, like, the magic at the risk of being eliminated by the Wizards. That would be really funny. Um, give, give me just all of the weird things that can happen, and I'm, I'm happy <laughs> with it. Um, you know, if you want to see Ish Smith score 15 a game, yeah, of course I want to see Ish Smith score 15 a game. Give it to me. Uh, it, it's that, that's, I think, how this becomes fun. Uh, it's it's kind of like too if we get like the Nets Wizards a play-in game it's almost a preview of the second bubble uh, with all the bad teams <laughs> and we'll get like a maybe that's like a testing ground for whether they actually do that for the yeah. for the eight teams that are eliminated like oh that was reasonably compelling yeah we can watch the Bulls play the Pistons uh, a bunch of times if it's terrible maybe they just uh, kibosh the idea entirely but um, certainly interesting. The Wizards, you know, they are varying degrees of interesting, I suppose, depending on how much you like pain and sorrow. Uh, but either way, you can, if you are a uh, Locked On Podcast Network listener, check out the new Washington Wizards podcast, Locked On Wizards, hosted by our brand new host, Renee Washington. How fittingly named Renee Washington, hosting a podcast about the Washington Wizards. Uh, Renee's awesome. She does work for ESPN. She's a three-time All-American soccer player as well, done work for Fox Sports. Uh, she's going to be great. Go check out Locked On Wizards right now the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Vivek, let's uh, get into the Orlando Magic, the only real team in this trio of Soro. Uh, but I still am not terribly afraid of them if I'm a Raptors fan, as they seem to be the odds-on likely first-round opponent. I mean, again, things can get weird. There's two Nets and Magic games uh, for them to be concerned about, and that could throw things off. But um, are, are you? What, what are your thoughts on the Magic going into this? Do you think they're a team that has any business in making any sort of noise? Are they closer to the group of Wizards Nets than they are to like the Pacers tier, especially considering uh, Victor Oladipo's up? Maybe that's a closer conversation. Where are you? Where are you at in the Wiz? The, sorry, the Magic. Too many magically team uh, named teams. Uh, where are you at on the Magic as we get ready for the bubble? Yeah, I mean, I I like the Magic a lot more with Jonathan Isaac, so it's a real mm-hmm. bummer that he's out. I really enjoyed watching him this season and I'm excited to watch him next season. But uh, I think, you know, as far as development's concerned, I think it's going to be cool to see where Markel Fultz is at. Hopefully, you know, he's used these last few months to his advantage. And, you know, I I thought he made some strides this season. Maybe, you know, he's made even more strides over this extended break and uh, shows us something new. But beyond that, you know, I've I've been a bit discouraged with Aaron Gordon the last couple of years outside of the dunk contest. Yeah, I still very much feel bad for him that he's been robbed twice now. Um, Vucevic getting punked by Gasol. I mean, we're all here for that. Part two, uh, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone is here for that except for Vucevic himself. I'm sure. 
Yeah. Especially uh, a handsome Marcus Gasol, who there's more photos coming out of him, and it, I'm swooning more and more by the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think Evan Fournier has done no favors for himself with his comments about Bertans. Yeah. So don't really care for him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, beyond that, you know, it's it's going to be high and by for all three of these teams. So, yeah, I I we did a podcast not long before the pause with uh, Philip, who hosts our Magic Show, and you know, like I think he's very uh, aware of that as well. It's just not there's not going to be a contest in a first round series. Raptors Magic, uh, Raptors are better coached, as good as a coach as Steve Clifford is. Nick Nurse is maybe the best coach in the world right now. Um, so they have that the talent advantage, but especially if the Raptors are healthy, is pretty significant. And just like they're the the way it all fits together the magic remain this clunky weird ass team with too many bigs and aaron gordon is he a three is he a four what is he in the nba could he be a small ball five on like a team that actually knew how to use him? um you know is he worth trying to you know figure out if you're another team to trade for and work into something a little bit more sort of with utility in the nba just a strange player um you know of course terrence ross is the light that uh, illuminates all of the dark down there but there's only so much <laughs> he can do uh you know he's too busy with his new podcast to really have all of the the burden of carrying that team on his shoulders uh, <laughs> placed onto him and like the magic last year were a sneaky frisky team because their defense was so so good and mm-hmm. they're not quite the same juggernaut they were especially in the back half of last season where i believe they were the number two defense in the league in the right. last half of the year this year they're number 10 like fine but they're like kind of in the same range as a whole bunch of other teams and they're you know a bad game away from falling down to like 16 or 17 there's not a whole lot of differentiation with the defenses but I think the Raptors are very clearly one of the teams that have sort of defined themselves as a much better defensive team and the Magic just aren't even in their vicinity right now and then their offense is like they're not going to be able to score on this Raptors defense which might be better than it was last year like more like finely tuned more honed like more you know you got OG who you know if you throw him on Fournier there's your top scorer completely taken out of the game in all likelihood it just yeah. doesn't feel like a team that has that much nearly as much of a, like a threatening element that it did last year uh, and also dj augustine is not uh, nearly in the same role as he was so he won't even be given the chance probably to take a game-winning shot over marcus Saul to win a game uh, <laughs> so yeah it, it's you know it's unfortunate that they, they lost isaac because you're right like he is super compelling I don't know if I totally buy in on him as much as a lot of other people just because I think his offense is a bit limited, but his defense is transcendent. He's going to be probably a future defensive player of the year, if not an all-defense guy perennially down the line. Mm-hmm. And he, it sucks that they don't have him. He's there for moral support, which is good for him, I guess. He's just like hanging out with, uh, with the team in his hotel room, just there to cheer the dudes on, which is good for him. But um, yeah, it, it, without Isaac, they're not really worthy of a conversation to me, especially since like Vucevic has fallen off this season as well from where he yeah. was last year. It just all feels a little bit less. The edges are a little less sharp this year, right? It's just like you pull the knife out of the drawer and it's like, yeah, yeah, this is not doing the job cutting through the pepper the, the way it did last year. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at on the magic. Uh, do you have any, like, so if you're a Raptors fan, like I, I'm guessing you're rooting for the magic not to get the seven seed anyway, just because that's the more difficult matchup of the three, obviously, because they have more just actual NBA players than anybody else in that group. But are you rooting for anything in particular as a Raptors fan looking at this race for the seven seed? Is there something you want to see more than anything else? Um, I'm actually rooting for the Nets to get that seven seed because mm-hmm. I, I want, you know, after Kuroks said his nonsense, um, 
about beating the Raptors. I, I'd, I'd be very happy to the, for the Raptors to sort of really beat them down. Mm-hmm. I, I, as much as it'll be nice to see Jamal Crawford and uh, Michael Beasley as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, that, that's kind of the matchup that I'm rooting for. And, uh, you know, I think – I also think, you know, in terms of the Nets' fundamentals, playing a team that does play the math mm-hmm. could be beneficial down the line as opposed to playing these other teams that don't really have a great structure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I think the Wizards this season, they, they were very much, you know, let's just crank up the pace, get everyone's numbers up, uh, get Bradley Beal's numbers through the roof. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of the mindset that they had. Uh, I think with the magic things, you know, without Jonathan Isaac, that's just a completely different team. I think, you know, if it weren't for the injury, I think he was a lock for all defense this year, whether it was first team or second team. I, mm-hmm. I, I think he absolutely would have made it. Um, and yeah, without him, I, I just, you know, it just takes the air out of them. So mm-hmm. I think the Nets are the matchup that I am rooting for because I think the Raptors will put away each of the three pretty comfortably and the Nets seem to bring the most angst to the table. Yeah. The most fun, like you you get to, yeah, it's like the most compelling. You get to say fuck Brooklyn and all that stuff. That's great. Um, Yeah. I'm rooting for the Nets as well. I was just like going through the rosters here. Want to play a, before we go, let's do a very cursed exercise. Uh, Let's assemble the best starting five possible combining these three rosters. Cause I still don't think it could like give problems to the Raptors. Before before (laughs) we do that, I do want to shout out Patty Mills. Not yes. only for the salary donation, but also the acknowledgement that the Spurs are not going to play more than eight games. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> self awareness while also uh, chipping in a lot of money. That's uh, that's fantastic. And yeah, I the Patty Mills thing is amazing. Obviously, like a million bucks towards Black Lives Matter causes is wonderful. Um, and and Dwight Howard's doing the same. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think he's donating to his own uh, not for profit. He is, yes. But uh, you know, it's still awesome that they're doing that. Yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine we'll see more players do this as well, especially yeah. some of the more well-off ones. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and hopefully, you know, the NBA uh, follows suit and actually, you know, opens the checkbook a little bit because it doesn't sound like they have, again, still time for plans to be solidified and everything. But, um, you know, it's been a lot of symbolic platitudes so far from the NBA with the Jersey messages that have been varying degrees of uh, compelling, in some cases, uh, embarrassing uh, group economics. What the fuck? Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then you have, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter on the court is great. Give me some tangible action if you're the NBA. Lovely to see it from the players for sure. Uh, and yeah, the Spurs uh, accepting their fate is, uh, is a nice thing as well, I suppose. Um, yeah, let's do this quick exercise here exercise here big b before we wrap up uh let's assemble the best starting five we can karis lavert's the best player among all these teams right yes okay so lavert's the starting three we'll say that um someone from the i mean i guess vooch is good aaron gordon's good i'm putting terrence well, ross can, as the we, starting we can play two. at the two right i mean unless you're adamant about ross being at the two i am uh <laughs> <laughs> How about we name a six and that way he can be a six man. Okay, fine. That's where he's at home anyway. Sure. That works. Uh, <laughs> you know me too well, Big V. Uh, all right. So we got Lavert at the two. Yeah. Uh, the point guard. We have to choose between Markel Fultz, 
Ish Smith and Chris Kiosel. Chris Kiosel, oh my god. That's their starting point guard? Or Tyler, Jamal Crawford. Oh, uh, Tyler Johnson's probably the point guard. I mean, we can go with Jamal Crawford for entertainment purposes. How about the bench is Jamal Crawford, Terrence Ross, uh, Michael, Beasley. Michael Beasley. We can throw in Justin Anderson because he was a gunner when he was with uh, – Ish Smith can be the point guard. Uh, yeah, Beasley at center. So we got all gunners on the bench. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so is it Tyler Johnson then? Is it Chioza? Is it Fultz? Is it Augustine as the starting point guard if we have Ish Smith coming off the bench? I'd probably go with Fultz. Yeah, okay. So we got Fultz. We've got Lavert at the two. At the three, the options are, I guess, Hachimura. He's kind of a 3-4. Troy Brown. Um, you've got, God, what this roster for the Wizards is. Joe Harris. Utrid, yeah. Joe Harris. Um, I guess Aaron Gordon, if he's a three or, or four, we're not really sure. Right. Um, there's James Ennis is on the, the team right now. Garrett Temple. Timothy Luwavu Cabarro, Dizanid Musa, boy. <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to say Joe Harris just because I feel like with a point yeah. guard like Fultz, mm-hmm. you need some shooting out there. Yeah, shooting's useful. We'll go Harris. Do you want to go with uh, – I, I think we could probably do at the four is Aaron Gordon for like some creation, a little bit of defense, I guess, or are you okay. inspired by that? Yeah, Aaron Gordon. He's probably the best player, player on either. Right yeah. now, but I mean, I would rather have Hachimura just, hmm. you know, for my own selfish reasons. Yeah, okay. But I do agree. Gordon is the better player right now. All right, so we put Gordon at the four, and then to give the Wizards somebody, anything, uh, Thomas Bryant as the center? Yeah, I'm good. good with that. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, so hey, Fultz, Lavert, Harris, Gordon, Thomas Bryant starting five with Although, the Gunner I mean, bench. Realistically, it's got to be Vooch, doesn't it? Yeah, although, like, does it work? <laughs> the Vooch <laughs> Gordon thing? Like, do we want to run that back again on this roster? I don't know. Like, I mean, Jared yeah. Allen probably is better than Thomas Bryant as well. Like, you, you could right. talk to me. I just wanted to give the, the Wizards something here because, boy, there's not a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. I guess the point is here that uh, even if you combine these teams into some sort of Ultron, they're not beating the Raptors, is what we're saying. Yeah. How about how about we go with Rui and Vooch? And okay, way, sure. Yeah, Gordon is like, oh, look at that working. Yeah, Gordon's on the Pacers now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that feels like a depressing enough place to leave it, Big V. This was lovely. Thank you so much for... Uh, <laughs> Taking the time, man. Uh, where, what do you have to plug for the people? I've got my usual stuff going on at Complex. Uh, they've been kind enough to let me write off these Zoom chats that the Raptors are doing. So I've been doing that. You can go check it out at Complex. Sweet. And besides that, you can follow me on Twitter at BevekMJacob. Fantastic. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean. You can subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Wherever it is you get your podcast, it's much appreciated when you take the time. We also have a basketball, myself and Katie Heidel's podcast, where we talk about basketball. On today's episode, we had Lindsey Gibbs, who covers the WNBA, has a wonderful newsletter called Power Plays, uh, and does a podcast called Burn It All Down. She talked about the WNBA and their situation and their bubble. So please, excuse me, go check that out. And uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you again. Uh, next week as we move back to five days a week baby 
with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.